This episode of the Cup Project Podcast was uploaded the 16th of March, 2018. Hello and welcome to the Cup RJ Podcast. As per usual, I am RJ. I am here this week with the wonderful, talented, sexy Tom Stickler. Hello. Did that make you feel uncomfortable? No. Oh, good, good. I'm glad we're at that point in our friendship. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so this week, we're actually um, being a bit cheeky because we're actually late uh, on upload this week. I did not upload Sunday as I was meant to because I went home to visit my mother like a good son. If you blame me, what are you doing for your mum? Huh? It was Mother's Day as well. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. visiting your mum on Mother's Day is kind of a thing. Hmm? It's kind of a thing. What, to see your mother on Mother's yeah. Day? Yeah, so I have to go and see my mum. I should have done a podcast with my mum, but I don't feel like she'd want to do a podcast. My mum isn't exactly the podcast. She, she'll she listen to it, but she listens to a um, a Blacklist po- podcast, oh, like the TV show. I, told... I didn't get along with Blacklist that well. I found it too... You I... won't get along with my mum then. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I, I really enjoyed James Spader. I thought he was pretty good in He's it. He's brilliant in Yeah, his, his character is really good in it. But I felt like the 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 side plots that didn't concern him were kind of generic and weak. That's fair. Um, I haven't really watched The Blacklist. I've only watched the episodes my mum has been like, watch The Blacklist. And there's like certain episodes like um, about the euthanasia and dementia. Uh, that whole thing, I was like, that's, it was, that, that episode was real good. I think mm. it tackled it quite well. Yeah. Um, moving swiftly on. Not that I don't want to talk about the blacklist. I just, I'm not experienced enough in talking about it. Uh, But we are experienced enough to talk about video games. Gems. Spelt G-E-M-Z. Gems. Gems. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, uh, me and Tom are thinking about, well, we're going to. Uh, I used to run a gaming slash tech channel called The Geek Center that is going to be coming back shortly. And I want to deal with the podcast in it because I like video games. I like talking about them a lot and tech in general. Um, but also Olivia does and so does Tom. I do. Um, and I want to do a podcast on it instead of a video on it because we can dive into more of the discussionary parts of it a bit more. Yeah, also I find the videos on video games, if you're talking about a certain one, you're very limited in the footage you can use. Yeah. So it would mostly just be us stood there with the same five clips from the one trailer played yeah. over and over again. Okay, this one dude who is like obsessed with Kingdom Hearts. Um, I've forgotten his name. Is it RJ? It's shut the fuck up. I mean, yeah, but like, back off. <laughs> I don't come into your house and offend you. I probably have. You, I'm currently you in your have. home. Linda. Yeah. That's offensive enough. Nah, Linda, man. Linda. That was rough. Yeah, that was a rough night. I didn't even realize what I was doing. That was a rough couple of months, man. Yeah. I mean, we only just recovered. Anyway. Swiftly let's, on. Let's move. Yeah. So, in this podcast we're kind of piloting the idea of the geek center podcast uh we're going to talk about different video games that we've gotten into gotten into and stuff like that so uh recently i've gotten into fortnite yes <clears throat> you okay <clears throat> tom coughs swiftly Whew. yeah i've gotten into fortnite which is a hunger games-esque battle royale yeah a couple of, of guys who i work with are super into it yeah, and if my PC was set up properly, 
then I, I probably would you have. You can get it on it. PS4 for free as well. You can? Yeah, have you and got... they're sorting out crossplay for it as well, yeah, but which if I think if is super dope. If you've got it on the PC, then mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't bother getting a multiplayer shooter game where I couldn't multiplayer with my friends. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely get that. Uh, it's a maximum of four players in a team, by the way. Mm. So what might end up happening, if, you, if you're lucky enough to get enough people to do it, uh, it is highly likely if you press ready at the exact same time... Uh, you will all end up in one server, so you end up having to fight your friends. Can you not? Um, I don't know. I haven't tried fight like trying to do that because um, you got well, a maximum of four in a team. So I haven't tried to like. Oh, so you can st- you can make a team. Like if me and you were to jump in, we could make a team. But yeah. if it was me, you, and three others, then one member would have to, be, have to be out. Oh, okay, so that's... in that situation, I'd say three team up, two team up, pr- all press ready at the exact same time and hope you get into the same server. Yeah. It's likely, though, because it's 100 pe- people per server. Yeah. And it's, it's like... it's, it doesn't feel... It's not the biggest of maps, but it doesn't feel overcrowded, I feel. Yeah, again, people keep comparing it to PUBG, which yeah. I also didn't play. But... I find it really unoptimal like it's an unpopular opinion especially to PUBG players and it's a massive like one Fortnite players actually use against PUBG Uh, and it's PUBG is under like completely clogged Um, it's not optimized properly Um, the Xbox One version is utter trash it's not loading correctly and it's not just something that can be fixed with patches it is literally the Xbox One does not have enough power to give to make the game run properly. And that's my criticism of PUBG. My friend Scott <laughs> and my friend Harry's brother, um, and Harry plays Fortnite with me, keep saying, oh, it's a 12-year-old's game, uh, Fortnite. And I'm like, mate, have you seen how many people play PUBG that are like 12 years old? It's You're criticizing the exact same game, but one is optimized well, and, and the other is not. Wait, is PUBG free? No, it's not. Yeah, so one's free and the other's not, so the free one's always going to... Yeah. As long as they are roughly similar in quality, um, the I'd... free one, I reckon, is going to um, win out. The thing is, you can pay for Fortnite as well. You can get, like, different skins. Uh, I don't... I haven't felt like it's paid to uh, paid to win at the minute. I've I haven't you seen can, anything. I've heard you can buy, like, a glider or something. Or, like, different vehicles, maybe? I don't know. I, I have very little experience with that. I should probably take a look more into that. But I've just been... I haven't seen any of that. I have seen different colored gliders. Because you get a glider... Because you jump out of a party bus yeah. right at the start and you just dive down. So, yeah, just so to, just to clarify ones. for people who haven't heard it, Fortnite and PUBG, I'm guessing, are, like, arena-based third-person shooters. Yeah. Slash survival games where yeah. you're dropped into a field area arena that slowly shrinks on you as the as the timer runs down and mm-hmm. you start off with nothing and then you have to find equipment find gear and then from there kill everyone else until yeah you're the only one left i've been playing like battle arenas for quite a while like f- f- yeah for, for ages because i remember on gta san andreas there was a mod for online play and there was a battle arena uh, game that you could play on multiple servers on there and that's dating me back to 2006 7 ish um and i loved it so much um and then going to minecraft which had a hunger games mod and i'm not the greatest at like fighting people in games but i'm very good at surviving uh survival it's just survival <laughs> is surviving a thing yes surviving that's the one um yeah I, I i don't know i tend to get impatient 
with games like that, I feel like I would be very bad at surviving. Yeah. Because I would... I, Want to go up and kill someone? Yeah, the, my play style in all like first-person shooters and MOBA games and all things mm-hmm. like that is... I want to move as fast as possible, get to the enemy as quick as possible, <laughs> kill them as fast as possible, and then run away as fast as possible. Okay, so the four people I currently play Fortnite with, uh, Harry, Benny, and Ree. Um, so Benny and Harry come from an FPS kind of background. They really love their FPSs. They really love fighting. They're the kind of people that end up dying, smack the table and go, come on! Uh, and like really get into it. And it fucking terrifies me. Um, for me, I'm always cautious in FPS games. I try and hide as much as I can, or I just go for it and I don't care if I die. Mm. It's just kind of, it's a game. It's a, it's a fucking game. I don't play competitively. I just, I have some fun. Whereas, um, because those two are so competitive when we're playing Fortnite's, um <laughs> they're always the first two to die because, because they want to go out and yeah. kill people and they're like oh this fucking game the shotgun's fucking bullshit and i'm just like mate it's not the shotgun it's just other people are better than you 1v1 wanting also you need to survive you haven't got any good weapons on you at the minute you need to back off we circle the perimeter essentially mm. um because there's a count like once the circle shrinks you have like to begin with, it's three minutes, then it's like two minutes, then it's one minute to get further in and in. Um, and we keep circling that perimeter. As soon as it, the, the big storm is coming in, we circle it until we can s- sneak in. Yeah. So then we have another minute and a half to get further in. So we typically always end up in the last 15. And we do quite well. Like earlier on, like just before I played the game, I uh, came to do the podcast. I ended up in like, I came second. And I'm nice. like, boy, but the other dude <laughs> died ages ago. It's like, well, yeah. that's what you get because you need to fight that urge. To I, go I would be bad kill. at fighting that urge. I want, I would like to play the game and I feel like I might enjoy it. Yeah. But having games that last ages along with the fact that I would die probably very quickly. It doesn't last that long, surprisingly. Like mm-hmm. how long would you say? Is uh, I was thinking long game, I'd say is... 20 minutes plus. Oh, right, yeah. It's, it's, I'd say it's definite. Like, a, <laughs> there have been games that have ended in like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. But they're often... Because how quick the map shrinks, because it's three... I, I'm just thinking mathematically it is. I would say 20 minutes to half an hour. Because mm. I, I have played games where you get the half hour. Mm-hmm. Even cause I played a lot of Smite when it came out. And yeah. that game, you can have... Most games last over 20 minutes, yeah. maybe over 30 minutes. I had one game where we were in a stalemate that lasted over an hour. And yeah, and it just kind of, it kind of, it, I like those type of games. I, I do get really into them. But yeah. for a game that's all about sneaking and moving forward slowly and like planning your actions, I feel like I might get frustrated at dying. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. Because um, in Fortnite as well, you do have to wait until your your team are done. You can go back to the lobby and start again without them, but it's kind yeah. of like a you wait and you you watch and wait kind of thing because you keep you get all the experience points um, as long as your team rank quite highly as well. So that's a nice benefit you because you could die right at the beginning, but you can still score really highly. That's pretty cool. Uh, but it also kind of sucks when you're doing all the work and your friends are benefiting off of it. It's like just get good. Just get good. Get good. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is one of those games. I, I I try not to stress out about Fortnite, but a lot of people who are FPS minded do 
get real frustrated. But it, it is a different... It's it's one of those things, because it's a survival kind of shooting game. Yeah. FPS people go in thinking it's this big shooting brawl kind of thing. But if you want to get good at it, you learn how to survive, you collect things as quickly as possible, you build great like um, defenses, and then you just get good. Yeah. Get good. Um, moving on from Fortnite, you. Hey. Hi. How's it going? What, what have you been playing? I've been playing... A lot of Monster Hunter. Yes, I, I, I'm aware. I think you've clocked, what, 50, 70 hours now? No, Matt's played more than me, but I, I've been in work quite a lot this month. All right, yeah. And the last month, and the month before. I've been working a lot recently. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you for a while, man. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's been a while. We've just hired some new people, so that should change. Oh, good. But, yeah, I've been playing Monster Hunter pretty much every chance that I get. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I love the game. I've been playing the game since... I had Freedom Unite on the PSP. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Monster Hunter World might be the best one because mm-hmm. it, it's just taken all the mechanics from the old ones, taken out all the the slow, nitty-gritty stuff that tended to bog the game down Yeah, and made everything more streamlined and everything's a lot faster in terms of movement and in terms of the way you gather and... It, it, it puts a lot more emphasis on the killing of monsters and not the preparation to kill a monster. Is that kind of similar to Breath of the Wild then? Where the... Because in older Zelda tiles, it was like, you're preparing to go to a dungeon. You've got to get, gather all these things. And then you go into the dungeon and beat the big bad. And then you you collect the thing. And then you no. go towards the big, big bad. I'd say... I mean, like, cutting out the shit. Uh, how Breath of the Wild has done it. See, the way I... I don't really see it as the the same thing because it's... I meant example of, say, like... an old, Like, Monster has been around for years. Zelda has been around for years. It, would you say it's, like, cutting out the shit to the point where it's not revolutionized the game itself, but, like, it's definitely this decade's... One of this decade's clear... Yeah, I, I think that because the... I think the aim with world was to streamline it for newer players more mm-hmm. while still keeping the the difficulty and the challenge that is there for some of the more seasoned players and i think that making it, it i think everything is just i'm trying to think of the term it's just make like little little changes that have made it easier in the long run to play the game yeah like you don't have to go out and it is so quick to pick items up when you're out in the field now that oh so it's kind of like what pokemon have done with its 3ds revolution yeah it's it's kind of um, like instead of having it's the idea of instead of having the the hms you now have these pokemon that will help you wherever you are and they're not part of your team it's yeah. it's just a small thing it's like changing the tms from one use to infinite use it's just these little ease of life little changes that have made the whole game so much better to play in the long run. It's so much more of a focus on, hey, this is a a monster. You need to learn how it fights by fighting it rather than, hey, you need to go out into the field and mine this rock 30 times so you can get one drop of an earth crystal to get the next piece of armor. And it it just cut out a lot of the frustrating elements of it. Yeah. I am having a lot of fun. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, for anyone wondering, I am a great sword user, so big swords, 
and big numbers. Um, indie game wise, lately I've seen a game on just I've been following a lot of indie devs on Twitter lately, just because I like seeing them hype up their own games. Uh, there's one called Billy Bust Up, which is very reminiscent of like a um, Nintendo or early PS One game. Um, it's this Billy Goat and a little fox. Um, and it looks like it's a two-player kind of thing. Not two-player, but like, actually potentially. But um, you you play as the goat, you run around. Like, um, ukulele, essentially. Um, what's the one? Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie, yeah. Um, so you can like control each one and they, they'll have their own kind of functions kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like a, like a, a team. Platformer. A team platformer. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've been hyped on that one, along with a game called Small Land, which is only coming soon on steam that's all i've got but the trailer for it essentially imagine bugs life crossed with toy story um crossed with rust <laughs> which is a weird kind of thing but um in the trailer you play as a character um that is very very small i don't know if you're a shrunk down human i don't really know the backstory of it but um you end up having to fight like birds off who are trying to eat you uh, there are worms the same size as you. Um, there's a toy train running through along with helium balloons that you can fly on. And I'm like, that seems like a really fun survival game that is just fun, quirky. I'm not expecting it to be as competitive as, say, like Rust, but for a game that's like, I, I hope it's locally hosted, not just they will open their own servers for it. Because if I can locally host a server through it, like, um, like, like other games um it, it wouldn't be the longevity of the game mm. becomes a lot better and i think more games need to offer you to set up your own local server because yeah. i'm in, in what hurts is like said a call of duty games um and other fps is that like ps3 ones they're starting to die, close off their servers now and it's just like well what's the point of me spending 60 quid when i'm only going to get three four years of not of use out of it but so like you get nostalgic for a PS1 or PS2 game, and you go, I'm going to go play that. You can, whereas certain ones, you can't. If you look at things like, what was it, the, uh, the Warcraft? is online only, isn't it? Yeah, the, the Warcraft server that they shut down. Oh, right. Um, because it was a like a beloved server, and people were like, really sad about that. They're making the um, vanilla server now, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, Warcraft. So. Yeah, I was, and in terms of indie games, though, I, I've been looking at, the switch games and especially yeah. axiom verge i've been looking at quite a lot it's kind of a, it's a it's a metroidvania type game where it tries to kind of keep the, the 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 plot fairly not simple but i i've i've heard a lot of people who uh try and not talk about the plot so i'm guessing there's some type of turn oh, or twist right, in it okay. at some point so i don't really know yeah so right, like how when undertale came out it was like you can kill people or you can't that's what we, I can give you. Yeah, that's what that's what we were telling people about this game. Yeah, but yeah, Axiom Verge is it looks pretty fun. It's kind of, it's very very visually reminiscent of the early Metroid games, mm-hmm. and kind of a SNES NES type of it's a side scroller where you collect power ups and. Have they designed it more like um, oh what's that the, the four player tower? Towerfall, 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 Towerfall style. No, definitely. It's like SNES looking, but clearly modern. No, it's it looks like a like a SNES game. Probably, nice. probably an NES game more than a SNES game, actually. All right, so say like how Mega Man Seven on the PS3 was, as it literally looked like it was yeah. on the NES. 
Okay. Yeah. It, it does still, it manages to, it's got this kind of like dark, oppressive feel to it. And it looks, it looks good. It still manages to make that kind of, the vagueness of the pixel art work for it in terms of its kind of, not horror, but dark thematic look. And it looks pretty good. And all the reviews of it have said, yeah, no, if you like Metroidvania games, then you should totally pick this up. The problem I have is that I haven't played a Metroidvania game. So <laughs> who knows if I like it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to pick that up when I when I get a bit more, when I get paid, basically. And I'll be able to say more. Good. Uh, okay, well, when we do the, the Geek Center podcast, you'll be able to yeah. actually... Also, there's one called that. The Fall, which the fall. Uh, I know... Matt, do I know this? The Fall, it's like you play as an AI. And I know that Matt played the first one, but they're releasing a second one the pretty fall. soon for the Switch. And you are a... I think you play as this... You play as two AIs inhabiting one robot body. You're playing as a kind of combat suit AI that is there oh, to... Right, okay kill things and kind of keep the host alive type thing and that ai goes into the robot with a companion ai basically the equivalent of a robot sex worker i think and okay that sounds like the movie ai i which i haven't seen mate i haven't seen it in ages but i I think that I need to rewatch it because I remember being very let down by the ending, and I think mm. it is culturally known to be let down yeah. at the end. But, but yeah, um, it's, it's 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 visually really nice. But the fall as well, it looks to me like, in terms of story wise, there's there's a lot of morality choices in terms of you can you can choose to take the the suits methods, which are um distinctly. <clears throat> Pardon you. Pardon me. <laughs> you can choose to take the suits methods, which are distinctly cold and robotic, and they feel like an AI. It's like, kill this dude, because he, he is standing between you and the thing you want, compared to this companion AI, who is built to care for people and built to make sure that people are happy. So you've got this kind of opposing methods of getting what they want and choosing which one to, to use to get the best results. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be... I think it looks pretty fun pretty nice. neat good appreciate that uh i'm going into my steam wish list at the minute um just to see what other indies that i've been looking at um small end being one of them <laughs> um Ooblets, um i'm very excited for i was demoed at um microsoft's um e3 last year and it looks like animal crossing meets pokemon meets um like a, not a farming simulator but I guess like a Harvest Moon type thing. Yeah, I like that's the, not Animal Crossing, but more more Harvest Moony, but with Animal Crossing cute fucking Pokemon esque. Yeah, pieces of shit, um, and the, it's genuinely adorable to the point where I feel like just playing it would make me smile. And I don't think I'd be like I'm playing a game when I'm playing it. I feel like I'm shooting up heroin. <laughs> mm. um, no, I, but like just that wholesome kind of yeah i've got back into i bought stardew valley again on the switch yeah and i I had that bought for me last year for my birthday and i still haven't played it it's just it's the most relaxing game to play because there's no there is no pressure at all 
It's just there was pro- I have played it once, and that, I just got to the house, and my character got shocked at the whole garden, and that was enough to stress me out. I was like, "This garden's a fucking mess." That's the whole point. It's a mess, so you don't have to keep anything the way it is. You like I've raised the whole thing. I have taken everything. I have chopped down and harvested everything in that farm, and I am using the space how I want to now. Yeah. So it's it's I'm kind going of through at the minute trying to. Yeah, it's it's kind of like. Because there's a bunch of different professions. You've got farming, foraging, fishing, mining, and combat. Because there's a a mine which has monsters in it. Oh, it's like Monster Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so you, Are you sure you're not getting Monster Hunter? I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure. Not 100%, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and each way is a valuable, not valuable, viable way of kind of going through the game. Mm-hmm. But it's meant to be kind of like you do, you dabble in a bit of each. I am a miner. I mine and I hunt monsters <laughs> and I farm on the side. Nice. So it's it's one of those things where you can choose your look and choose the way you do things. And there's a bunch of different romanceable characters, both male and female in it. And they've all got pretty unique personalities. Oh, yeah. Everyone I talk to you about it is just like, oh, aren't you in love with blah, blah, blah? No, I'm not. This person's all I'm all about. Yeah. I, and I'm just like, everyone's like, I'm dating everyone. I'm like, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I'm currently in love with Sebastian and Abigail, my alternative <laughs> emo uh, pairing. Oh uh, I love them both. Abigail eats rocks. <laughs> every every time you give her a gift, because the whole thing is like you raise their affection towards you, yeah, which is measured in like hearts, yeah, by giving them gifts. Mm-hmm. And one of the ones that Abigail likes that I get a lot because I'm a minor is quartz. But every time you give her a gift, she says, wow, thanks, that looks delicious. So Abigail eats rocks. That's real fun. <laughs> oh, my God. There's another indie game that I've been looking at recently called Kuchel? Kuchel? I can't really tell. Kush- the Kuchel. toilet paper? No, not shell. K- not Kuchel, but... Oh, Chuchel. Chuchel. That looks Chuchel. like... It's C-H-U-C-H-E-L. Yeah. So I'm pronouncing it Chuchel because if you look at the... The little character? Chooch. L. Yeah. yeah, that looks like Choochel to me. <laughs> uh, it's a comedy adventure game, uh, essentially, where um, you've got to deal with puzzles. It's all 2D, uh, but it reminds me of... Did you ever play the Flash game, The Impossible Game? I did, yes. Uh, pretty much everyone's school was obsessed with that game. Yeah. It looks like it's got that level of weirdness and understanding of it, and it's currently on my wish list to get onto, so I need to get cracking on that. Uh, because it is adorable. This is the most amount of games I've had in my wish list without me buying them. It is insane to me that I haven't bought any of these games. Um, let me just count them all up. And you're probably expecting like 20 games, but I don't even think it's that. But to me, if there's a game that I want, I bloody well go and get it, which is why my Steam is yeah, I think clogged. I think my wish list currently has zero games in it, because if I want a game, I'll remember it. Yeah, 11 games, that's what I've got. Mm. One of them, The Long Dark, I really want to play because mm. it's like a winter, it seems like a wintry version of, um, what's the one based in the, not forest, but in America. Uh, it's really sad at the beginning in the mines. Um, Matt's played it, it's in the summer. Uh, Firewatch. Oh, Firewatch, in the mines? What do you want about? No, the, 
I can't say. There's like you can. Oh, in the mines. Oh, yeah. they're, they're not the, actual mines. They're just like little cave systems. Cave oh yeah, Firewatch is great, man. It's. Oh. Uh, but only if, if you, you read up on the game after you play it. Not in like a lore wise, but like the way I interpreted the game left me kind of bitter about it. Oh right, okay. And without spoiling too much, it's it's kind of a bit of an anticlimax. Yeah, I I wasn't necessarily disappointed by it. I felt like it was very real by how they went about it. And mm. if they went about it any other way, I'd be like, I'd I'd have li- liked it. I would have been like, oh, that's really great. But I also would have been like, I prefer this way. Yeah, because it's set a bit more in reality and more in what the characters are like. Yeah, it's one of those things where I played the game and I really liked it, and then I got to the end and I was like, oh wait, was that it? And then I watched a video essay on it. Like, like a month later, and I what was and then the I can't remember. <laughs> we came to this prepared. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't remember, but I watched that, and it was all about explaining the ending and why it was the way it was, and kind of its connection with the rest of the game. And then I I have loved Firewatch since, and I've played it again, and it's it. Once you're thinking about it from a from a, a, a position of hindsight, yeah, it's it really kind of. It delves into kind of the characters and it shows you how their actions really are emblematic of who they are. Yeah. It's it's very nicely put together game. I also, I really like how that game deals with travel because there's no fast travel or anything. You have to yeah. walk everywhere, but also you don't have a mini map or anything. If you want to find out where you're going, you have to look at the map. Yeah. You have to pull out a map and a compass and find out where you're going. Yeah. I've never found that annoying either. I felt, and also the actual traveling. If you're in the bottom right hand corner of the map and you've got to get up to the top left, I was to begin with. You'd look at it and go, "Ugh!" But then you start walking. You, you kind of because you constantly go through at different times of day. You go through different times you, of day and different paths, and you there's, find different paths. There's always a different conversation as well. Mm-hmm. You're always you're always the, the the thing about Firewatch is that you are talking to uh, another member of like a Firewatch yeah, the team, ranger, the ranger, ranger, yeah, who you talk to them over the radio the whole time and their relationship is pretty much the whole point of the game. Yeah. And it's just having, you can point out things to them and then they'll comment on it. So it's like, oh, what are these scratches on this tree? Oh yeah, occasionally we have uh, wild animals that leave marks on the tree uh, to to like test their claws or something like that. And then yeah. you'll be going through and the game does a pretty good job of leading you different ways as well. So yeah. it'll be like, oh, you need to go to the top of the map, but first you need to go west and then to the top, or then it goes. Then you need to go north, then a bit, yeah. but a bit to the There's west. There's a reason first. to go else. Yeah, it it, well. it does a good job of not because one of the it doesn't hold your hand, but it also doesn't leave you lost. Yeah, it 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 gives you reasons for everything you do. Yeah, and it it's I I, I really appreciate the way it actually lets you travel around and stuff like that. There are lots of games that kind of just plonk you in at the start and you go where am i going in like a oh well this is this is bad design mm. kind of thing because you kind of spend five minutes trying to get your gear gears um on this map and then you're like okay i guess i'm going the right way um whereas firewatch and like if you're making like you can do the whole tutorial thing at the beginning which firewatch doesn't do um see i i really like the way firewatch does it of starting you out and the first thing you do is kind of you find your base of operations yeah, and you go there and then somebody's kind of talking you through it. And 
from then on, you you always had this place that you you can use as a reference point. Yeah. Because it's a Firewatch tower and you can see it from a lot of different places on the map. It's always like, oh, well, how far have I gone? And am I going in the right direction? You pull out your map and you look at the tower and it's like, it's it's a it's a good reference point and gives you a place yeah. to feel like okay I've I've progressed some even if I'm not entirely even if I'm a bit lost yeah like it it is it never when you even if you do get lost you never feel it mm. uh, like certain certain other games you'd be like oh what the fuck am I gone now like before Rust had its maps um, onto it even though that's an online survival kind of thing when you finally get all your friends to meet up and then you go off briefly to chop wood and then you go crap where did i come from and then you have to spend another 10 minutes trying to locate where you set up your house um obviously that's not rust's fault that's kind of that's why the map's been implemented kind of thing anyway um but there are other games that have done that kind of shit no one lost it's gonna take me forever kingdom hearts one deep jungle does an awful job at making sure you're going to the right locations. Yeah, that, that level took you me a while. You spend so long just going, wait, is it here? Is it here? I've played the game so many times. To- Tom, you know how many times I've played Kingdom so, Hearts. So, I will say, we did mention earlier how this is kind of a pilot episode yeah. for Geek Center. I am going to make a jingle that is RJ Talks About Kingdom Hearts. Da, 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 da. It's Kingdom Hearts. It's RJ. I said I'll make it, RJ. Okay, I'll leave it to it. Step back. Can it can it be like an eighties like sitcom? I'll work of? it out. I'll work it out. But cool. basically, that's we're gonna. I'm gonna see how many times you have to put that into the episode. That's gonna kill me. <laughs> yeah, every time you do it, and if you don't do it, I'm gonna call you out on it. <laughs> oh no. Okay, fair dues. Um, with that being said, yeah, Deep Jungle. I've played that game so many times and still to this day I think I'm going the right way and then I'm like no I'm I'm literally going the wrong way and I kind of remember this bullshit and times I go it's this way no it's this way where and it's not like the map is like I'm getting lost because the map is confusing it's the story side of the map the story side side of telling you where to go is doing Mm. a really bad job at it and it's not like you're going out adventuring kind of thing even if you go the wrong way, you'll find something cool. No, it's just, it's bad. You're There's, wasting there are, time. There's yeah. no reason to go to these places. You kind of, and, and obviously, if you end up fighting things that are a bit too difficult at the time, you lose a lot of health, you use a potion, and yet you're wasting resources. And it's just, it's bad. I have said this in my Kingdom Hearts, what Kingdom Hearts did wrong video on the Geek Center. That is one of my big tripes. The game doesn't get good until Deep Jungle, and then it's fine. And yeah, it's one of my stresses me out. And to an ad break, go to podmage.com, a different kind of casting, and listen to all the different kind of podcasts we have available. This week, Book Club has officially started, and episode two will be coming out shortly. Rhyme Quest also is hosted by Tom Stickler, so listen to that if you like yourself some D&D podcast, Book Club, if you want some good bookiness. Um, whereas you can also listen to idk history uh which is about to hit its season one finale uh hosted by alex vakili and he's teaching me all about history and it's fun it's dorky it's fun uh if you don't know much about history but want to learn about it you'll probably relate to me a lot um my history teacher was arrested for stealing from debenhams and by stealing from debenhams i mean stole 70 grand's worth of stock 
70. Yeah. Wow. Well, Is she... Debenhams. <laughs> okay. So she, her husband worked at Debenhams. Um, uh, she... okay. okay. This, this wasn't in one sitting. It wasn't like... It she... wasn't... <laughs> she didn't pick yeah, she, she, she didn't like... She yeah, she didn't like pull off a heist of Debenhams. Like, oh yeah. No, she I'm picked gonna... up one T-shirt and one coffee from Debenhams because have you seen the fucking prices oh, in right. there? Like, I went in being like, okay, I want to get myself a nice coat. They should oh, be the ones in jail, I all right? D- oh, oh. <laughs> didn't realize that this was the political podcast. Daylight robbery. You're wearing a cardigan and you literally sound like a dad now. This is my dad's cardigan. Yeah, you're channeling your dad at the minute. How do you feel? I, f- I feel all right. Good. To be honest. There we are. Back to the podcast. Uh, where, uh, I was talking about King- Kingdom Hearts, wasn't I? And yeah, then, we can move on from yeah, that. Yeah, we can move on. So I don't need to keep talking about that now. Any other games that you have um, been playing? Uh, Breath of the Wild we've both been yeah, um, I, quite a lot of. I haven't actually played a huge amount of Breath of the Wild yeah. because... Against popular opinion, I don't think it's that great. Oh, shit. Yeah, I, I think it's average. And for a Zelda game, I think it's not up there with the best of them. Oh, this is that is so weird. Because to me, people have said it's like an improvement on, on the Zelda franchise, along with being better than Ocarina of Time. Which, well, here's the thing. Uh, here's my... I'm just going to chuck in my two cents. I don't think Ocarina of Time has lasted this lasted through time people have said oh the 3ds remake is so much better i still have an issue with like just its playability i think it's i think it it was good at the time i'm not gonna criticize that like black and white movies great at the time i can't watch them now because there's a different stylistic choice mm. and it cut you, you you are clearly aware that you're watching a black and white film that and i'm and by black and white film i don't just mean a black and white film i mean at the beginning of filmmaking like yeah you're, you're, you're watching you're really aware of it you're watching a, a medium that is in its early stages that hasn't really yeah. ironed out the the proper forms and techniques which ocarina of time first 3d zelda tile yeah um and for me, um, I think Breath of the Wild improves a lot of stuff on Zelda and makes Zelda a more modern title because you take a look at, say, like Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword, even like even that gen, uh, and even Wind Waker, I'd say they're very PS2 era built games. Whereas we haven't had a modern Zelda title, like e- even though that they were remade for the Wii U. Um, they, they were still originally conceived. Skyward Sword. Yeah. Um, well, Skyward Sword was Wii. Yeah, I know it was Wii, but that came out in 2011, 2010, I think. 2011, I'm pretty... Yeah, I'm, but it, it's... It, the point but is it, that... It's, it's designed very... It, it's similar to Twilight Princess. It it, it never came mm. through into the... I, I say PS3, Xbox 360 gen of, of stylistic games. Mm. And I don't mean graphically stylistic. I mean how revolutionary stylistic it tried the mo- motion controls but i don't think that's enough to bring it into a next yeah that, that was more of a, a gimmick than a yeah than a change in the formula i'd love to just play skyward sword just with a controller that'd be great i think it's it'd such be a, a lot more game. fun and i think dolphin emulator can do it but i'm not i'm not saying that you should emulate games i'm just saying it can do it you make your own choices you're an adult who can go to prison i mean you won't go to prison for that but yeah so here's my thing i think Breath of the Wild, great game. I think that it's got a brilliant open world that is fun to traverse. Mm-hmm. I think that the the 
climbing and the moving and all the way that the world interacts with itself is absolutely brilliant. However, I think that they spent so much time making a world that was fun to be in that they didn't put enough time on the stuff to do when you're in it. The shrines, the divine beasts, it's all just easy and quick and it's it's so it's so eager to have you turn up to a place well done you found it move on that i think it definitely loses something when it comes to zelda games i think that if this game was released as something else as not zelda Mm -hmm. i think it would have been i think i probably would have preferred it It, it's just that i i'm a big fan of the old zelda games and yeah I'm I'm a fan of the that formula and I feel like I've missed out by not getting a version of those games in this current gen. Oh right, okay. And it's it's not that I don't I... like the game either, it's just mm-hmm. that again again, like I said with with Firewatch, it doesn't give you gives you a mini map and you can put your own points in. Yeah. But it's not it doesn't like handhold you in the way that it's oh you need to go here here and here. It's it's a lot about exploration, and I I really enjoyed the time I played in the game. Yeah, but it feels like so when you're playing an open world game, there's always this sense that you you're doing the things the side quests that you want to do, and then you do the main story stuff. Mm-hmm. It feels like the side story stuff is so much more fun than the main story. This is quite weird for me because for me, I've had so much fun doing the main story stuff and I look at the side stuff and I'm like, I'll do it, but I'm going to get this done first. Well, my but thing that is... might just be the way I play RPGs anyway because mm. even online MMORPGs, like when you get different quests, I'm like, oh, that looks cool, but I'm too, I, I'm currently in this and I, I got to finish it. Mm kind of thing before i take on a side quest like the only side quest i've done really so far is just when i've accidentally come across like through adventuring being like there's the thing i'll do that and then i go quickly do it and then i get excited yeah i think that they they do a real great job of making all these side quests and making it so that you can meet these characters that need certain things that you can't get from where you are and that's why they need them because you need to travel across hyrule to get the thing that they want and I, i really appreciate that and Again, I, I do like the game and I enjoy playing it. I put quite a few hours into it. But I I can't help but feel a little bit disappointed that it's a Zelda game and that mm. I've I've lost my dungeon puzzles and ah. and that I've lost my going into these weird places and finding like and, and trying to work out these big intricate puzzles because yeah, the Divine Beasts, they've got these these big moving parts and I, I really like the idea that the the temples themselves move but if you'd have put all those together into one into one dungeon and called that the like a a machinist temple i think that would have would have been good enough that i would have appreciated that as a dungeon they all feel really short the bosses are super easy the the thunderbolt ganon was the only one that i found did you at all difficult get a lot of hearts or stamina prior to doing them uh no not particularly okay. i i did the the elephant divine beasts pretty much immediately all oh, right okay i did the, the the last one i did was the the camel 
which was again the the hardest one. Yeah. And I it was the only one that took me a little while to do, and the only one where I died on the boss. Oh right, okay. I just I feel like it's not a problem of difficulty; it's a problem with the satisfaction I get from doing these these divine beasts isn't enough they feel too short-lived they don't feel if it doesn't at any point in the game feel like it can only be link that does it is it like you know how in final fantasy games i'm saying final fantasy so i don't have to use any kind of jingle or notice the thing but um you know when you fight like a big boss Mm. um you you got that big feeling behind it um the bit that i felt that in zelda was when i was on silence back and he was swimming and then i do the whole leap and yeah. then slow-mo i felt really badass doing that, that once was i a... got into the temple i did feel like it had gone into dungeon mode where i wasn't feeling like a big bad's on the way and then when i get to the big bad i'm like well i had more fun out there to be honest so yeah, i will give I, you that i agree i think that the approach to the elephant is one of the best parts of the game it's so mm-hmm. fun using the uh the, the tools you've got yeah and using that help from side also you're riding on Sidon's back and that's not a, you know that's not really a, a problem is it our yeah. beautiful fish man are you in love with Sidon as a fish man because everyone else is and i, I want to know I'm, your I'm not opinions. i'm not in love with him he's a pretty cool dude uh, i, I want to hang out with him but i just want to see a version of the shape of water yeah i'm not uh, with Sidon. <laughs> I'm, i don't want to i'm not in i'm not in for that shape of water grinding nemo <laughs> It's, it's my favorite joke that's appealing yeah. about that film, just grinding new ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's something about the game that it's like, it feel, it almost feels like I don't get it. It yeah. almost feels like I'm missing something. I think you're, you're experiencing what 2D Zelda players experienced, because mm. it was Zelda 1, Zelda 2, um, then Link to the Past, and it's all very, those games, critically amazing, um, some of the best, like even, um, um, well, you've got, what is it, Four Links after, on the Game Boy? Four Five? Swords. Four Swords, that's the one. Um, like, that's technically like a 2.5 kind of yeah. thing. But they're all critically amazing. Um, and then when we had, obviously, Four Swords came out after Ocarina of Time, but still. Um, then when the switch happened from um, Link, Betw- um, Link, <clears throat> Link to the Past, not Link Between Worlds, um, to ocarina of time it was such a change for so many players that yeah it's 3d but it doesn't feel like a zelda game see i i feel like ocarina of time is so critically acclaimed because it does capture that feeling it's got the sense of adventure and it's got the the dungeons and it's got all this so many people fight over if link to the past or ocarina of time is the better one and i would say link to the past is the better one out of the two because i feel like, I, I agree as well. I think that... Yeah, uh, carry on about the offering thing. Yeah. My... I don't really know what I'm trying to say anymore. It's just... <laughs> I, I didn't... I'm trying to explain why I didn't particularly enjoy uh, Breath of the Wild as much as everyone else did. I feel like that's a very fair statement. Um, I just... From... I wanted to, to give reasons. I didn't want to just sound like I was being contrary. Yeah, no. Like, the reason... It's, it's the same reason why, like, when a lot of kingdom hearts fan have like and be ripped me apart for disliking recode and i'm like the, it's not a kingdom hearts game though it's it's not it's very like uh, a lot of people really like chain of memories okay that's and the jingle again there's the jingle um 
a lot of people like Chain of Memories, and I wouldn't necessarily call that a Kingdom Hearts game because it doesn't really. It has its core like emo boy story, but its gameplay mechanics is all over the fucking shop. Whereas Recoded doesn't capture any of that. It's like yeah. a fan fiction that's written badly. Uh, and that game, only, as a heads up, that game only exists because Disney made Square Enix do it. That literally, that's literally it. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> um, with the change from uh, last gen, we've skipped a gen of Zelda games, essentially. Yeah, I think. Uh, so I think that there's there has been that connection to the past kind of mm. each game has like a link, uh, link yeah. uh, to each one whereas this one is the l- last one really was Skyward Sword uh, Link Between Worlds is more like an homage to link yeah it's to definitely the past. A, it's a, a sequel, sequel is that yeah so it's like that doesn't really count when we're talking about this that one clearly links back to back then whereas Skyward Sword doesn't link us to breath of the wild much there is no like it it came out so out of nowhere which works to its benefit which is why so many people love it yeah because it's nothing we've seen before but also to its discredit for all-time fans Mm. that want that kind of Mm. i also hand-holding but like that pathway it's it's the the difference between like linear and open world games yeah i personally i'm also not a fan of open world games that much I would much mm-hmm. I would much rather see more games that were more constructed. Yeah. I think is is the way I want to put it where we have a, a particular series of events that happen in a particular order. Mm-hmm. And ju- this is just in general, not so much in terms of of Zelda itself, but I I've noticed so many AAA games especially that there's such this pressure to be open world that Every game is doing it, and every game is littered with like a million things to do. That is like, oh, find all these things and collect the the the, the blomstangles. You've got to make sure that when you do a certain type of game, uh, you're not you're doing it for the right reasons mm. to begin with. Um, but I understand why people have gone open world because it sounds better. Um, don't don't fuck up your game for the sake of like, yeah. Because a lot it, of people know that it's just the. I think it's a lot of it's about up dev kind of people. Yeah, I think a lot of it's about longevity as well. Yeah. Because if you're buying a AAA blockbuster game, it's going to be about 50, 60 quid, something like that. Yeah. So you want a game that has like a ton of content in it and a big world that you can go around and explore into. But I'd rather just, I'd rather have a more carefully constructed world. I, yeah. I like I like open world games. I just don't like the sheer amount of them that have that have turned out over the past few years. And this is the last time I mentioned Kingdom Hearts now, I swear. But Kingdom Hearts 3 is looking like it's going to be an open world game. Uh, looking from all the trailers, from how it traverses different areas. Uh, it does, like even playing 2.8, it does slightly go into different areas, but um, not as, it does feel like it's a bit more open. And if they are going to try and open world it a bit, and I don't think they're going to do like a big map kind of thing, like... Um, like most open worlds do. Um, well, it I wouldn't think... work because of all the different locales that Kingdom Hearts no, no, goes no. to. You can still, you'll still go on the gummy ship yeah. and bugger off to different places. But when you get to that world, there oh, will yeah. be a set map and you can pretty much see everywhere because in the trailers, you see them jump off these big buildings and you're going into this completely other area. You land down. It's like 
that is such a big difference. That is like going from um, the the house in Deep Jungle all the way to the waterfalls in Deep Jungle in mm. Kingdom Hearts. Like that is a large difference. I think jumping. I wouldn't really class that as open world though. Much mostly because it's it's just about in the interconnectedness of areas, which I think is like you were saying earlier. It's it's a, a certain style that is it's possible now. We've we've got mm. much more powerful systems, and that can be done. Yep. And I think that just getting rid of the loading times is enough reason for that to be yeah to be a thing. But there's also stuff where they've data mined a lot of stuff of the new game, um, and it seems there are AI in there. Where if a guard, because it's there's Rapunzel's tower, mm-hmm. um, the guards that are outside of it, um, apparently they've seen data code where they will join in and fight alongside you. So you don't just have your party fighting the hearts. Yeah, that's you pretty will cool. have these people. We're just making me feel this kind of gets like an open world feel where there, there's going to apparently yeah, there are rumors of side quests as well, which is more open, open world in itself. And <clears throat> if that's the case. You'd have multiple open worlds because mm. that would be kind of cool. What if you end up having a side quest at the beginning of um, like the first world you visit? Yeah, you go to Travis Town and, and then you've got you a, a quest. Collect an item yeah. from like the seventh one you go to, and then you're like, "Oh, I can go deliver this." Mm. And you know, I, I think that is a nice, nice one as well. Yeah, it's an open worlds game. <laughs> open worlds with a Z. <laughs> Because Kingdom Hearts is edgy as fuck. Yeah, have you seen their hair? Uh, I'm gonna. Th- th- there should be a segment at every Kingdom Hearts podcast where we just use that jingle, just like, "What's Kingdom Hearts doing this week, RJ?" And certain weeks, I will just be like, "Not coming out yet." I mean, it's out this year, but fuck, oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. What am I gonna talk about when that game's out? I'm gonna. We're gonna You're do not a gonna podcast. Talk about anything. You're gonna be too busy playing it. I know. I'm gonna be in my jizz-soaked jeans. Don't say in- that. Is that something I've got to cut? Yeah, don't say that. That's weird. <laughs> uh, just in my house, just this is the greatest day of my life. Well, when it comes to recording that week, I'm not going to turn up, and neither is Olivia. We're just going to put the microphone in front of you and then have you talk about Kingdom Hearts 3, and then we're just going to put that out in one block. We're not, gonna, we're not even going to edit it. <laughs> it's going to be you rambling on about Kingdom Hearts. For 24 Hearts. hours straight. And then me and Olivia are going to make a separate episode, which is going to be edited and they can, they can listen to that other one if they want to. <laughs> it's going to be at the beginning. We're sorry, but we had to put RJ into another room to talk about that shit. Yeah. Go listen to it if you want. Yeah, that's pretty much going to be it. Podcast day and podcast B of that week. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a cassette tape, the A side and the B side. Yeah. And if you rewind my version of it, every single time I say Kingdom Hearts is actually Satan is true, Satan is real, believe in him. Yeah. This has been the Cup RJ podcast. <laughs> We're not doing a uh, guest lyric this week because we want to focus on, uh, on the pilot. And also next week is, I believe, the f- what, what's the t- no? It's not. Is it next week? Next week's yeah. Next Sunday is my birthday and the finale. So wait, it's next. So wait, we've got this weekend and the next weekend. I've got a week off that week. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've already said so you're I, coming to my party. No, I know. I just I didn't realize it was that close. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like two or three weeks I more. Quit away. My job next Friday. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been the Cup Project Podcast. Uh, I am very looking forward to next week's episode where I turn 24. Uh, I'm a big boy now. No, I'm not. 
I'm not. I still talk about Kingdom Hearts like a weeb. Um, yeah, so if you like this kind of thing, please tweet us at Podmage or at Cabrage. Um, and I, when when this launches, we'll make you aware of of the Cabra, the, the the Geek Center podcast launch. I'm very excited. This is this has actually been an hour long podcast. I wasn't expecting that. I thought we might burn out quite early because Olivia's not here either, uh, and we're going to have to do an episode with her at some point. Well, we'll do that as yeah. the first episode. I just feel but that I feel like this the the way that we talked about games wasn't like oh my god this game was great this game was great. I I feel like we've had good like an actual discussion. Yeah, like this is why this is good. This is why this is bad. And we've agreed on a lot of stuff, but we've also like Zelda. We've had not a big disagreement, but I think. There's clearly, like, mm. I respect your opinion on that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, this has been the Cabrajo Podcast for the third fucking time I've said it. Um, this is also potmage.com, a different kind of casting. Make sure that you go listen to Book Club and um, Rhyme Quest. And Thank also, you. I don't know history. I don't know history. Thank you very much for, for that. No worries. I appreciate it. Going back. I was just promoting your podcast because you're on your feature this week. Yeah, I was just promoting your stuff because it's, it's, it's Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Cup RJ podcast. If you'd like to listen to some more, feel free to subscribe and also give us a little bit of a rating. Uh, the music that you are currently listening to was created by Blue Fox Music and the podcast is co-produced by Podmage.com, a different kind of casting.